Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We Cheese on the podcast. You know what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Outside of the Boxing Podcast, September 10th, 2017. Feeling in a good mood as I am, but want to give a big shout-out to all of my friends and family that I have that have been suffering the, the uncertain, the, the, the circumstances that be with another hurricane issue that, that struck over in the southern part of Florida, which will be moving upwards. Hope everybody will be put in a safe place and look out for one another. Man, I feel like it's just one thing after another, talking about how Harvey happened, and now we have, you know, Hurricane Irma that's going on out there. They got Hurricane Jose right behind it, nowhere near the same size and all that. But, man, you know, I was really worried a lot for my folks out there because it didn't seem that – the Floridans that I know were really worried about this hurricane. And then when you talk about the, the size of this thing that was going on, I mean, you're talking about from Miami to Tallahassee and the size of this fucking hurricane that's coming out, man. And the reason going upward is because you still have Hurricane Katina that's in a, in a similar area where Mexico is at going towards the eastern direction, so it's pushing it upwards is the reason why it's going up north. Three hurricanes are just mentioned right now, three hurricanes. Crazy times, man, crazy times. And I feel like I just want to come on here and have a, a normal show where we don't have to worry about all these things going on. But, you know, that's life, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to keep moving, keep it keep it pushing. Everybody's helping one another out. We'll make it. There's always um, geologists who I listen to on certain shows, and, you know, they kind of scare me with some of the things that they talk about as far as with the everything that's going on in the world, as far as poles shifting, all the time that we're that we're on currently, since the last time the poles have shifted, seven centuries or something like that. So it's just something where we really have to know what we're talking about, and we have to have a president who who actually believes in science. I know he likes to say global warming's fake news, and all that. Shit, we even had a eight point two earthquake that happened near the bottom half of Mexico. And I don't know if people understand how earthquakes work, but when you put them on a scale, an 8.0 earthquake 
is seven times or ten times stronger than a 7.0 earthquake and so forth and so forth. So an 11.0 earthquake would be unimaginable, unless you know the size and, and whatnot and how powerful an eight really was. Crazy times, as I mentioned. Crazy times, but at the end of the day, we will get through it, and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Home city of Miami is looking really ugly right now, but things don't stop. We're going to keep it pushing. Friends and family I know that are out there are okay. People are safe. It's just about getting cleaned up now. So much respect to everybody out there. Hope everything's all right. Uh, everything seems okay for now. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. But, you know, uh, outside of the boxing podcast, we talk about boxing on this show. Not only boxing, we get them with license and life factors and all that type of stuff. And Not sure what happened there. I don't know, Parsi, if you can hear me. But, uh, yeah, you know, shout-out to everybody out there in Florida. Shout-out to everybody out there in the Caribbean that got that got blasted by this. You know, my man RC didn't uh, didn't mention the hurricane that hit Mexico. I think it was Katia or something. I don't know if that was, you know, his usual can hate or whatnot. But, you know, we also had Katia out there. We got those fires going down. You know, it's getting a little crazy out there in the world, man. So, you know, much love to everybody out there in uh, in Florida and out there in the Caribbean, man. Y'all hold it down out there. And a shout-out to everybody in Houston, too. We're still out there rebuilding. But, you know, we're keeping it 100, except for the Texans' defense today. They didn't keep it 100. Let's go see if my man R.C. is back. R.C., you back? R.C., you back. No. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with RC, but we're just gonna keep it rolling as this guy, as this guy gets his stuff together. So, I guess we're gonna start off with uh, with the fights from last night. Showtime had a, uh, I mean not Showtime, HBO had a had a nice little stack card that everybody was calling me, hey, D-Will, this is going to be this, this is going to be that. Uh, fight of the year, uh, uh, fight of the years, we're, we're looking at everything. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, are these guys smoking? What are they smoking? We're talking about guys that weigh less than my wife, you know. So I really wasn't that excited about this. I know my man RC was, but I, I definitely wasn't. But I, I watched to see what the excitement was all about. And, you know, I was somewhat entertained with these little junior bantamweight guys. You know, I got to see the Asian guy. Uh, I guess he's a new up-and-comer. I don't know if his name is The Monster. For some reason, I want to say his name was The Monster. I know he or something like that, 13-0, and 0, uh, put the work in on their boy Antonio Nevis, who was 17-1 and 1 for the uh, WBO junior bantamweight title. Um, I got to see... Estrada and uh, Caradas, I think, for the WBC title. And then we got to see that boy Chocolatito get worked by Baby Pacquiao, who we saw, who, who you know, we knew that was going to happen. Uh, let's see. Let's see if the host is back. 
RC, are you back, though? You had the Puerto Rican Boost Mobile? Man, I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, I try to give you the warning about this this new fucking this mic I'm using right mm. now. Uh, yeah, it mm. uh, cut off a little bit when I was talking to talking Metro to Seattle Hell no, nah, man. I got my iPhone 7, what are, man. I'm hooked up. I'm hooked up, dog. It's all good. What is that? I mean, we try to figure out what's going on. AT&T, AT&T okay. man. Yeah, man. AT&T. You know how it is. I'm not sure where the headquarters are at, but I'll be starting to send these motherfuckers a tweet coming up after this show because this shit ain't right. I had a nice little intro that I had set up for a lot of my folks and family that's out there in Florida. Everybody in the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, everybody out there. Um, but whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in, uh, I, hey, I handled that. It's all good. Yeah. That's why we're tag team partners, dog. When you fall off and, and you're, you know, you're in the back, I don't know what's going on. I'm still there for the team holding us down, man. So, you know, you're like Marty. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like uh, Shawn Michaels, man. So, you know, I'm just holding it down for the team, man. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I started, I don't know if you're, I started talking about the, uh, about the uh, little the little man fight, so you just go ahead. I guess go ahead and uh, we get on that. Oh yeah, well you know shit. Well, let's uh, check in real quick. We have our little intro set up, and I I want to know how everything's going out there with you, Willa, because you know I, like I mentioned with the whole hurricane and all that going on with all my folks out there in Miami. Uh, everybody, I mean, I feel like I, I'm checking in with them just like I was checking in with you, but uh, I still haven't really. Uh, Talk to you much about how the progression and everything is going out there in Houston. What are things looking like out there, my man? Oh yeah, like I said, we're 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 good, man. Uh, Houston's out here rebuilding, but they're gonna get it done. Um, so, you know, everything's looking good except for I think there's few there's a few places that might just now got from underwater. Um, I mean, well, not underwater, but got the water completely out the house. You know, I think it's still East Texas. I mean, uh, yeah, Southeast Texas is still still looking uh looking bad but you know it ain't raining so and it's it's not as hot anymore so people are people rebuilding man so you know so now all our love should be sent at least 99 percent should be sent out there to the caribbean to uh to the, uh, the other guys out there on the atlantic uh getting hit you know they're about to get hit yeah no, they're getting yeah, hit. yeah. They're it's, it's, hit it's right ridiculous man it, like like uh you know we mentioned um, Hurricane Irma, obviously, but then Jose right behind it, then Katina or whatever it's called that's over in Mexico. Then you got the earthquake that happened over in Mexico. It's, it's crazy times right now, man. It's really crazy times right now. Um, it, it's almost fitting. I don't want to say fitting, but it, we're on a podcast where it's a crazy sport where a whole lot of crazy shit happens, and it feels like in life in general, Boxing always correlates with things in life, and it's we're at crazy times right now, man. I, I mean, the only thing we can really do is hope and hope that everything gets better, and that we all come together as one at the end of the day. Because when things like this happen, there is no black, there is no white, there is no brown. Everybody is we're all human, and we all got to work together. I thought it was funny that there's some of those uh, some of those uh, things that were posted out there from from uh, the, the, the weather people out there in Florida saying, do not shoot your guns at hurricanes because hurricanes have something like where, where the eye of the hurricane switches around and comes back towards whether you're shooting at it, it'll come right back at you or whatever. It just goes to show. So I've seen some funny shit online. Like, I, I want to make light of this a little bit, you know. You know, my folks in Florida are kind of crazy. People putting straps on top of their roofs and stuff. And, 
it's crazy, man. But like, yo, I knew it was gonna be bad, but at the same time, I felt like a little bit cool and calm because that's how everybody else was that I knew in Florida. You know, they were out going to get a fit, going to the mall, gonna get fitted before the hurricane came, sipping on Remy, just chilling. They really didn't have no worries. So like, you see all these projections on the news and things like that, and um, they they weren't too worried about it. And it kind of chilled me out a little bit. So. Uh, the way things are looking right now, it's, it's ugly out there, but I see multiple people checking in being safe, so that's all that matters at the end of the day, as long as everybody's good. and We'll, we'll figure a way out to, to make things happen. Uh, I'm glad everything's um, – it's not as bad as what, what some of the projections were saying it was going to be like, you know. So shout-out to everybody that's been affected by this, and hopefully that we could get back on track and get the city back to the way things were. That goes for Houston, Texas. That goes for uh, the area in Mexico that was struck by the earthquake. That goes for South Florida, the Keys, the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, and everything that's going to be affected when it goes up north. So um, we just got to keep it moving, man. Keep it moving. Everything will be all right. Um, but, yeah, let's get to boxing, man. Uh, it's, uh, it was a fun night yesterday. A fun night I mentioned because a card that had interesting fights on, you mentioned Quadras getting that work. Um, a, a, a big win for the Asian community last night, not with just the the uh, the main event where Sekei Soren Visai, the man that you call Baby Pacquiao, but you still had Ngawe, who also put in some work on Antonio Neves, a Puerto Rican who who got that work. It's a fun night of boxing last night. I was surprised because I know, Willie, you don't really get too hyped up about guys that are so small in weight classes, right? These guys are about 115. There's a lot of little guys out there yesterday. Oh, no, most definitely. I, Like I said, you know, I, got, I really wasn't paying too much attention to it. You know, we mentioned it right at the end. Um, I knew, you know, I knew baby Pacquiao was going to give him that work. We could check. After the last fight, I said, hey, if they fight again, he's going to whoop his ass again. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it was, uh, you know, we're not not just talking about the fight, but it was uh, it was actually a good night of fighting. Like I said, I was sort of surprised. Got to see some good work. We got to see that Chinese. We got to see a, a Chinese guy with some good character. You know, he has this, uh, a, whatever his name is, the monster. I just know they was calling him the monster. He was looking good you know, for a little 115-pound dude. So I was actually – I was pleasantly surprised with the boxing last night from guys that were the size of me when I was probably, like, in the eighth grade. So it was a pretty good night of fighting. (laughs) Yeah. Seki Soren Visai. Uh, It took time to actually look into it. I couldn't just pronounce his name by looking and reading off of it because it just wouldn't go, you know, correlated with English grammar. But Soren Visai, who people think that got away with the controversial decision at first. You know, I've seen people say that, oh, you know, uh, Chocolatito got robbed because, you know, the fans were booing afterwards when the decision was made. But not really too many boxing fans know who Sakit Soren Visai was at the time. And when he got that win, you know, when that win happened, uh, um, that was the uh, undercard for the Triple G Jacobs fight, which you were at. So, uh, yeah, I was there for sure. Call that live. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it live, so that's why I already knew. You already knew he was going to give him that work. I thought it was going to be a decision. I thought that Soren B-side would go to the cards with him and, and get a W. But when he took him out in four rounds and the way he did, ooh, 
you know, you talk about him being like baby Pacquiao and Chocolatito's wife looked like opposite sides from how Jinky Pacquiao looked when Pacquiao got knocked out by Marquez running through the crowd going all crazy and stuff. I mean, this man, it amazes me. And I say it's a funny night because a man that was at one point in time ranked number one in the world on the pound for pound list, pound for pound, number one in the world, a guy weighing 115 pounds. I disrespected him by calling him a little shit and all that because I did not like the, the, the high praise he was getting. And I know we got people like Juan Carlos, fellow Nicaraguan, outsiders of boxing podcast family, who was pulling real hard for him. Jacob Rivera, he had a Chocolatito shirt on over at the fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not mad at you guys, man, you know. Uh uh, a lot of people can get fooled by certain guys, man. You know, there's a lot of foolery out there. You just got to know who, who's real and who ain't, man. And to me, Chocolatito, he just was one of those really good fighters who's not a great fighter like everybody thought was. You know, if certain fighters pull the Triple G route and saying, oh, he's not moving up in weight because he wants to break the record for the most title defenses. Okay, you're doing that at 160. But doing that at 115... Doing that at the lightweights like that, you're not getting much comp in that, man. You know, Floyd Mayweather Jr., when he was pretty boy Floyd, you know, his knockout ratio was about 90% at one point in time. But there wasn't no money at those lower classes. That's why he decided to move up. Floyd was a small welterweight, but moving up in weight was where the money was at. Sakit Son Visai, shout out to the Thailand Chinaman. This guy, he ate. He, he he had his egg rolls, he had his sushi, he had his right to hard work and praise from God because he went in there last night and he gave him that work. I was really surprised because in the first fight, Soren Visai took a lot of unnecessary shots, but at the same time, he showed a really good chin in taking some of those shots. Chocolatito gave him some work in that first fight, but at the same time, gave it back to him. Last night was complete domination by Soren Visai. You've seen a guy in a fight who looked like, okay, it, honestly, Willa, it reminded me of Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev. People thought that Sergey was going to get that revenge. He was going to get that get back on Andre Ward. But what really happened was Andre Ward and Soren Visai knew what the opposition had to offer, and they were not afraid of it at all. Soren Visai was in there, and he outboxed him, and he murked him. Straight murked him. There was a, I mean, if you ever been in a, a, a scrap with somebody, and, and, and not just saying like a street fight or nothing like that, but if you ever been in the trenches with somebody, football, whatever, practice, you know what the, uh, what the other person has to offer you. DBs with wide receivers, linemen with each other, whatever. You know what someone's got to offer you. And even when Soren Visai left himself open and took a shot, shook it off. He had no problems. He knew what this guy could bring to the table, and he wasn't afraid of it. Similar to Danny Jacobs against Triple G in the second half of the fight. He was not worried about what this guy had to offer. And it ended in four-round fashion really quick. Um, there was no defense, no head movement, no footwork by the so-called number one pound-for-pound fighter at one point in time. That's comical. This guy got worked, he got out class, and he got, you know, he got mauled out there. 
I felt bad for the guy because as soon as he got knocked down that first time, that was an ugly knockdown, you know, for one. For two, he pandered to the crowd and tried to fight to please them. I'm a boxing fan. But if I'm in the square circle when it's just me and another guy, fuck the fans. I'm going to be clinching. I'm going to do whatever I got to take to get out that round, get me some water, and get my shake the cobwebs. But he suffered the same fate Abner Mars did against Johnny Gonzalez. When he got hurt, he tried to brawl, he tried to get tough, and he got hit hard. And he lost. Let that be a lesson to everybody in the sport of boxing. Do not hook with the hooker. Don't do it. Bad business, man. Willa, what what did you think about that fight, man? Because I know you thought he was going to give him that work, but four rounds and the way he went out on his back, ooh. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but after that fight, I came on. I don't know whatever show we were on. I said that it was going to be the exact same thing. I said as Ward fight. I said at the end of that fight, he realized that he had the easy work, and if they fight again, it's going to be easy work. You know, he got he beat that dude up. It's a, you know that wasn't a Chocolatito that we that we've seen. You know that was a guy that was beat up. That was a guy that got it that 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 got it beat out of him last fight. You know he got he got it all beat out of him. He's he's officially done as a I think as a top top contender unless he goes down, but he looks a little too out of shape to do that. So, you know, Chuck Petito, he got that work from baby Pacquiao, whatever his name is. Uh, <coughs> got an R, but you said Sakit, Sakit, Soren Visa, Soren Visa. Yeah, Soren Visa. And you know who did say it well was Andre Ward, the number one pound-for-pound boxer oh, in the man. game and <laughs> maybe one of the best commentators in the game. This guy is so professional, it's out of control. But but back to Sorn Man. <laughs> that boy said he wasn't worried. He said he wasn't worried about it. He last time he only had two months of training. This time he had four months, and he and he gave him that easy work. Chocolatito couldn't even give a, a oh, interview because yeah. he was out of there. His wife, she was sick, but she was sort of like ugly in the face. I think I don't know what that was, but uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't really get a good look at her. I didn't get a good look at her. I was uh, in and out of, but I, I saw the fight. It was an excellent fight. Um, we knew, I knew that was coming. Everybody should have known. You know, sometimes when you get hyped, you catch that L and it's over. Um, yeah, yeah. So Chocolatito didn't look anything like himself last night. But the reason why is because of the guy that he fought. You know, usually, you know, somebody like Floyd might put in the work and beat up uh, somebody, and then Pacquiao can beat him up afterwards. And you know, you can say, hey. <laughs> Floyd beat that guy up for you. He was damaged good when he got to you. But he did receive sort of, well, I'm just going to say uh, baby Pacquiao did receive some easy work last night, but that's because he's the one that damaged the meat. So he got that meat nice and tender. So and let it marinate for so that next oh, time yeah. he can hit him with that <laughs> KO. Nice and, nice, and, uh, nice and lean meat. Well, right through, the, uh, right through the knife. Nice slicing right through it. So that's what he did. He tenderized that meat. And then he uh, then he cooked it last night. So uh, we're out. Uh, 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 Chocolatito is out. Um, 
we'll probably see him more, but never, he'll never be the same again. He'll never be the same again, and hopefully he'll never be overhyped again. Because I, I don't have a problem with fighters, like we've mentioned before, when it comes to guys like um, Lomachenko, for example. Never have a problem with the guy, how good they are. I just have a problem with the way the overhyping goes. And the way that uh, Chocolatito and was working with, it was like they were tag teaming when he was always on Triple G's undercard. Him and Triple G, you know, consistently had fights where they were both working together, and it was like a, a, a big hype train, you know? Even before Triple G had got into his, his buzzsaw of a fight with Danny Jacobs, I was still saying these things. If they, if we have archives on on-the-ground boxing where people could go back to, you know, episode in the 400s, whatever, where I was saying that Triple G is not the real deal and he's just a guy who's been, you know, plucking the, the wings off of a fly basically, with the competition he was in there with. And, you know, I was looked at like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I look like I'm crazy. But when he got in there with some real competition like Danny Jacobs, he couldn't even fly home to Kazakhstan to go celebrate with his family because his ribs were barbecued. So, I mean, you know, you just got to take the, 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 the real with the real and, and, and cut the shit. A lot of boxing fans out there are so emotional that they just refuse to have any kind of belief in the fact that their guy might not be the good. You know, uh, on the Will and Wilt show, I told you that Danny Garcia might not be the good, and that's my guy. He might be a, a really tough contender, but when it comes to the cream of the crop, we know what it is. So uh, that's still my yeah, guy. Do. He's my man, 50, my man 50 grand no matter what, but... At the same time, we got to be real. And um, some people might think that, as I mentioned about fans being so biased and so emotional about certain fighters, that when, when, when you came on and said that Chocolatito would get that work again by Soren Bisai, they probably think that we're just hating. But what's consistently happening besides this show weekly is that we, we pretty much know what we're talking about, man. And if we're if we're saying something, we might put a little bit of extra salt on it, a little bit extra, a little bit extra hot sauce, I should say, and, and it comes off and it rubs off people the wrong way. But at the end of the day, there was a guy looking up at the lights last night, and a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen, except for the Disco Two, which is the Outsiders of Boxing podcast. I, I really just hope that the hype train stuff cuts it cuts it out, and and fans realize that, you know. It takes two to tango, and you never hook with a hooker, and it's bad business when you get in business with a guy who is not like people you've been in there with before. You cannot. Every fighter brings different stuff to different, different everything to a fight. And to me, Chocolatito fought him the way he fought all those other guys coming up ahead, and you just don't do that. He, he didn't make adjustments, similar to Triple G not making adjustments when Danny Jacobs was putting that work on him. Triple G snuck off with that one. There's no... No sugarcoating about that. But I'm glad that what happened happened yesterday, not because I have any sort of hate towards Roman Gonzalez. I just feel like he was a guy who got exposed. People get exposed. That happens. Shit, my guy Adrian Broner, he got exposed. It happens to fighters, man. So, you know, you got to be there. Hey, I'll say, hey, RC, RC, what I will say is he didn't get exposed. Chocolatito is a good fighter. He's an elite fighter, but he was just he? too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was. Uh, I think he's. Uh, you know, I think he paid his dues and he fought some. 
well, you know, they're all small guys. So, I mean, I think Chocolate Tito just got I don't in there. Know with if he's I think well maybe maybe a step below elite. I just want I was gonna go with there was another I was gonna go there's another step because I think he's Broner he's a step above Broner, but he's a step below all the other great guys. You know what I'm saying? So he's in you know he's a little he, I don't think he was exposed. He's just not he's his power. He's just not that good. So he needs to go back down or, you know, even if he does go back down, it doesn't matter. He's done, but. You know, he was a good he was a good light guy. He never was should have been pound for pound the best. He was overhyped, definitely. But, you know, I don't know. I just won't call him like he's a fraud because he lost to this guy that was bigger than him, punching harder than him, they could take a shot. And that's because he went up. So I'm not gonna go all the way hating on, on Chocolatito. He was a good fighter, but he wasn't I guess yeah, he wasn't the cream of the crop. But he's still better than uh Danny Garcia though. Oh man, that's that's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. I don't know about that because Danny Garcia has been in wars with guys that he was wasn't supposed to beat. But this little fucking this little guy, <laughs> he kind of he uh, I don't I don't want to say he beat off more than he could chew because he seems like a real uh, blue collar type of a fighter, a guy that people could look up to in Nicaragua. And you know he just ran into a fighter who knew how to handle certain things that he was not ready to handle when it came down to it. We talk about dark places. He was in a dark place for sure last night, and he didn't have no flashlight. He didn't have shit to help him out. So it is what it is. I just I just hope that this whole and look we're coming to a point in time in boxing where it's been so great that a lot of these hype trains are coming to an end. Sergey Kovalev, big hype behind him. Got a big slice of humble pie two times, two slices. Romelin Gonzalez, he got a big slice of humble pie two times, back to back. I think Triple G is going to get a big slice of humble pie. It's um, hopefully we get rid of these frauds because for too long, guys that have been getting away with fighting tomato cans that don't give, we don't give the same sort of criticism for any other fighter. If Danny Jacobs really lost that fight to Triple G, if he really lost, like, to the public perception, why can't he get a fight? Why is David Lemieux telling Danny Jacobs that he has bigger fish to fry? There's nobody else bigger to fry in the middleweight division other than Triple G. I mean, but he's not looking at that. Probably looking at Billy Joe Saunders type of shit, but why can't Danny Jacobs get a fight? Why is he the one that's being avoided like they said Triple G is being avoided? The, 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 the best thing about what happened after that fight was that the Triple G fans got a little quiet. Now they're saying, oh, uh, well, if he loses to Canelo, it's because, you know, he's 34 years old and Canelo waited for him. But before the whole Jacobs fight, everyone was saying that he would decapitate Canelo Alvarez. And now you just hear the whole other side of the story, and it's funny because, like I mentioned, People are just so inconsistent and people are just so biased and so sensitive. And when it comes down to it, the truth happens in the square circle. And speaking of which, we got a big preview to bring up. This was the fight that was supposed to overshadow the the money fight that happened, which some people thought that it, it, it exceeded expectations. Well, it really was just Floyd Mayweather treating it like a wrestling match and making a guy look look like he belonged just to get some rounds in. 
we got the supremacy fight in the middleweight division, which people have been asking for. People have been asking for it for a long time. Saul Canelo Alvarez is well-polished at 160. He's looking like a different man if you look at a photo of him two years ago to what he's looking like right now. To me, he looks like he ain't even going to make weight. He's looking so goddamn big. Canelo Alvarez is looking meated up. That boy's been putting in work. No homo. He's been putting in work. And, I mean, (laughs) Triple G tried to to put a picture out the other day of him flexing, and it looks like a middle of his chest is gone. I never thought anything much about Triple G, but goddamn. Scott Steiner. That boy had that Scott Steiner disease, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Like somebody took a shotgun to the meat, dog. No homo, dog. Hey, that's crazy. (laughs) Yo, my man was supposed to be the bigger guy in all this. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy that's gonna bully Canelo, but Canelo looks like he's the guy that's gonna be looking down at him. And people know that, like, I, I take shots, shits and giggles because of the whole Puerto Rico-Mexico rivalry. I don't mean it, you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't look at Mexicans like rapists and terrorists and shit like that that Donald Trump mentioned before. I don't look at them like that. I just look at it like they're not the smartest as all. They're not the smartest of folk when it comes to boxing because Mexican style to me is, uh, it's, um, it's a myth. It's something that isn't real. It's fake news. Just like Triple G's power is fake news. That's how I feel about Mexican style. I just feel like it's not what everybody thinks it is to be. Roman Gonzalez went Mexican style last night, and what happened? Got his ass whipped. So, yeah, maybe I do see Puerto Rican fighters being more of the intelligent fighters when it comes down to it. But nonetheless, got a lot of Mexican friends out here in Central California. Shit, I was recently in Mexico a few months ago. Good people. Good people. I got nothing against them. Wish them to recovery well with the earthquake that happened and all that good stuff. But I have nothing against them. And it, it, it saddens me to say that I'm picking Canelo Alvarez in this fight. Because I really do think Canelo Alvarez will finish the job that Danny Jacobs started when it came to barbecuing the ribs of Triple G. The man had love handles. Triple G, if you got love handles, you must have had an extra time period where you could not get into the gym as much as you would like to to get your ribs worked on because Danny Jacobs put that work on him. And if anybody wants to talk boxing to me about how Triple G won that fight, you could DM me on Instagram, on Twitter, and I could I could even show you the mistakes that that Danny Jacobs made in that fight because he didn't fight a perfect fight. He made mistakes too, but he won that fight. People won't admit that shit though. But if anyone wants to, I challenge anybody listening to this show. If you want to go over this fight, similar to how Virgil Hunter said he challenges anybody to see how Sergey Kovalev won in the first fight against Andre Ward, we'll watch it and we'll talk about it. And school will be in session. But uh, let's marinate this motherfucker. 
Willa, how are you feeling about this fight coming up? I know we all plan on possibly getting out there, but things change up here and there. We got certain bumps in the road and all that. But it's coming up, the weekend known as Supremacy. Oscar De La Hoya has been talking to everybody about it. Now, this is the real fight. For me, it's a big fight, but it's not the biggest fight. But I hope that it lives up to the hype, and I hope that it works out to be whatever it's supposedly to be because Canelo and Triple G, these are the guys who should have had this fight happening a while ago. But at least we're getting it now. So how are you feeling about this one coming up, Will? I know that you're 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 uh you have ties with Canelo. I know you you like that Mexican guy. You came on playing some mariachi music one time or another whenever Canelo knocked out James Kirkland and stuff like that. So I know you have certain a certain feeling for this this uh cinnamon top Blake Griffin looking motherfucker. So how you feeling about it, man? Oh, man, R.C., check this out, man. This is, you know, you say it's not the big fight, but it is. This is what the people actually have been waiting for. Canelo Alvarez, the king of boxing. Well, really still the prince. Floyd did come out here this year wow. and do numbers. Uh, speaking, speaking of Floyd and the numbers, you know, people are sort of like hating on the fact that maybe he didn't sell enough uh I guess the actual live gate didn't do as good as he said it was, and it didn't break the record. But, you know, who cares? He broke the record that really counted. And so so we get to see little G, uh, a guy who's been cradled his whole <laughs> baby his whole career. He finally fought a guy that was decent and got, and got tenderized. So remember, remember from the last fight, I was talking about getting tenderized. Jacobs tenderized this boy Triple G. And Canelo <laughs> is coming in to finish it off and feast. You know, um, and this is for the supremacy. This is for the number one uh, middleweight uh, in the world. This is for, uh, you know, Canelo is the man. You know, a lot of people say Triple G is the man, but I believe uh, Cotto had the belt. Uh, I mean, I believe Cotto beat uh, uh, Sergio. Sergio was the man. Cotto beat him. Martinez. And then, yeah, and then, uh, and then Canelo beat him. So Canelo is definitely the man in the middleweight division. And to be the man, you got to beat the man, as Ric Flair says. Woo! You know, glad Ric Flair is doing good, yeah. So, well, uh, well uh, real quick, can I have a comfort. question for you? Real Go quick, ahead. can I have a question? Where do you put the winner of this fight? Because it seems like most boxing fans, or not necessarily most boxing fans, but it seems like the whole the whole playing field of boxing is revolving around this fight being the biggest fight between both guys. And, you know, I think it's already unanimous that Canelo is the face of boxing at this point in time when it comes to pay-per-view sales. Where do you put the winner of this fight, whether it be Canelo or Triple G, on the pound-for-pound list? Whoever wins this win this will definitely be number three on my list. Uh, both of those guys are around the six, the five through eight range, you know, of the pound for pound list. And uh, okay, okay, you know, so whoever does this is probably going to number three. Um, being not as good as Bud Crawford, but also being only the only 
only people that were actually that actually beat another guy on the power for pound list. You know, only Andre Ward has done that uh, that I know of right now. He beat Kovalev, which was a top three to five when he beat him. And uh, so then whoever wins this one will be the only one that will be uh, another pound-for-pound guy. So this has to put you up. And this will be whoever wins this will be number three, you know, even if it's uh, Lil G, which I'm not – which I I don't believe it will be. We're not going to make the official results yet, but uh, the official picks yet. But I don't – yeah, like you said, uh, to answer your question, number three, definitely. But I'm looking forward to this fight. It should be a great weekend in the boxing. Um, I believe I could be wrong. Is the Charlo one of the Charlo brothers fighting on this, or is he? Uh, I don't know. I need to look that up. But it should be a good night of boxing. And uh, yeah, this is for this is for top three. This will get you one or two one or two good fights away from being pound for pound the best. So you know, should be a good fight. Definitely should be. Um, with a fight with uh, this magnitude, as Roy Jones likes to say, fight of this magnitude should uh, have a, a, a stacked undercard going on. Um, something that the money fight with McGregor and Mayweather, Mayweather McGregor, excuse me, uh, kind of lacked. You know, when you have sort of somewhat of all these eyes getting ready for a fight, you got to have a stacked undercard. And Javante Davis, no, 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 knock to him because he did have a good performance. But it just wasn't that eye-captivating type of a, a undercard that was uh, stacked up. So we'll definitely have to take an accountability of what's going on to this undercard and how everything's going to work out. But this is one of those fights where but they're talking about, you know, Hagler, Hearns, and all that type of shit where it's one of those fights where so 50-50, 55-45, 60-40, whatever you want to call it. Gennady Golovkin, Canelo Alvarez, a fight that should have happened, but we know what it is when it comes to the business standpoint. Not mad. Not mad at all. I just, uh, there's always going to be people who will be like, oh, but Canelo, he got he got worked by Khan before Khan got knocked out. But yeah, Khan had all those skills in the bag. But anyways, that was the only way Khan was going to possibly win that fight was with his skills and his speed. And he did give Canelo problems. But Canelo Alvarez is one of those guys where you forget about the body punching in boxing, so uh, forgotten about. But Canelo Alvarez actually does put a lot of body work in. And if Triple G is still feeling the effects from the Jacobs fight that happened, when was it? Uh, they fought back in March. Was it? Yeah, it was March 18th when they fought. So the man definitely took time off because of his his uh, recovery, quote-unquote, but it was an injury that he had in that fight, no doubt in my mind. I just can't stand the bullshit of, of fans saying that, oh, he didn't knock Jacobs out because if he knocked Jacobs out, he wouldn't be getting this fight. That's foolery to me. That's a joke. I don't, I don't buy into none of that bullshit, man. That's just That's just nonsense to me. But I'm not surprised by it because most of the fans that are with Triple G – they say he's a Mexican, and he fights Mexican style. So, yeah, I kind of question the IQ of some of these guys who are rocking with Triple G. Don't buy it. See through the mist. Read between the lines. All that shit. Not fooled by none of it. 
it comes a point in time where guys are looked at like the, the, the scary guy on the block, the bully that no one wants to test. Debo, until somebody comes along the way and punches a bully in the mouth. And I think that's what's going to happen coming up this week. Hey, hats off. If Triple G does make easy work of Canelo and unleashes the what he's been holding back for guys against Jacobs and holding back on certain fighters like uh, Martin Murray, who went 11 rounds with Triple G, Martin Murray. Martin Murray. <laughs> One thing you got to take into accountability is I thought that Triple or excuse me, I thought that Canelo, he kind of rushed himself into camp a little too soon for this fight. But I think that it's just him being in the profession that he is. He wants to be a professional. He wants to be the main guy putting in the hard work and dedication to echo the sentiments of Floyd Mayweather. He's definitely putting in the work, no doubt about it. Definitely putting in the work. But he got in the camp real early, about two weeks or a month after he got his uh, victory over Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. But, you know, we'll see how it goes down. I don't look at Triple G like no Chavez Jr. I don't think Triple G ever touches any drugs or nothing like that. I think he has a scoop of ice cream when he wants to be a bad boy. So <laughs> that that don't bother me at all, man. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I hope that we... I hope that we have it going down, man. So, um, But you know what? I know we got some callers with us, so let's go to the 518 and let's see what some of these guys are talking about because we have to get the feedback from some of the callers and the listeners in right now, and we just don't want to – we don't want to beat to our own drum too much. So let's see what's going down with these folks. 518, you're on Outside of the Top uh, Boxing Podcast. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Hello? The ambassador of the cell block. What's going down, Janelle? How you doing, man? How you doing? Just listen, just listen to y'all talking. We already discussing the the uh, Chaka Peter fight last night. Um, you know, it's funny. I mentioned this a while ago on the other show. What about Chaka Peter? You know, and people quick jump the gun about how ah, he's this great, he's he's this and he's that. I'm like, oh, well, pump your brakes a little bit. There's only a few great fighters out there, a few great boxers out there. I mean, you gotta, I mean. Right, greatness is longevity wise. Yeah, and people could have thrown him in the. I mean, um, and compared among the all time greats, whoever is that legacy as great, it's like, I mean, you got to pump the brakes a bit. You know what I mean? And now he got knocked out cold last night. It's just like, okay, now what are they saying? You know what I'm saying? Before you put, put a guy on a pedestal, um, let's see how longevity is. I mean, it's like a lot of other guys are saying, you know what I'm saying? I think having great skill sets is not. Uh, He's not a great fighter. He's a great fighter of longevity. I mean, Tyson in his prime had a great skill set, but how short was his prime? You know what I'm saying? Um, his prime lasted, I mean, even before Buster Douglas beat him. You know, I mean, he was already declining. <laughs> and so it's like, we didn't see, uh, 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 the greatest means longevity-wise. Like, I always had longevity-wise. All the other guys you name, uh, Ray Robinson, those guys, they had longevity-wise. I mean, Tyson's prime was 86 to what, 80, 88, 89? Is how you call that great? But Chaka Pino, everybody's uh, jumping the gun because he has pinpoint combinations, blah, blah, blah. But he has no head movement. You know what I mean? Guys got exposed quick. So it's like, I mean, you got Bob Adams said, my little chicken was the best since Muhammad Ali. I'm like, come on, man. You're just promoting your fighter as it is. I mean, I, I, 
Right, let's see where he is five years from now. And let's see if this guy is good or not. Yeah, I mean, Chuck Pito, man, he's got, I mean, he's got a lot of rebuilding. I'm not saying that he's done yet. He's getting knocked out. I mean, you can't bounce back from a knockout. You know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, let's see what happens now with a lot of these other guys. He says, like you mentioned about how Kovalev, and afterwards, uh, knocked him out. Now he's talking about retirement on the internet. Everybody feels like retiring. And then you hear how John David Jackson, who's a 50 year old man, was a star with him. And him and the body and the guy were really quick in sparring sessions by a 50-year-old man. But this guy was yeah. among the most uh, fearsome yeah. guys in boxing. I mean, he wants to keep a guy in the boxing ring, you know what I mean? But, I mean, now look at his career now. I mean, so, you know what I'm saying? That whole great status and people need really put- Okay. I was just about to say, Janelle, God damn it, you can back off the mic a little bit, man, because, you know, you're coming in. Like- I feel you, my man. I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. If we could back off the mic a little bit, my man, because, uh, yeah, you're coming in hot, my man. Um, <clears throat> but, no, I feel you, man. I, I appreciate the knowledge, my guy. I really do. You already know this. Um, it, but but continue, man. I don't want to stop you. You're going good, man. Just, uh, you know. Yeah, like I was saying, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, and I was watching last night, and I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, there goes this greatness that everybody was quick to talk about, and now he's on the floor uh, looking up at the stars. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just like, it's just like, you know, Pumpy basically calls somebody great again. A lot of other guys, a lot of other fighters that people call, call great. I mean, let's just see long jerky-wise how far they're going to go in the sport before you quit to call them all-time greats. And there's a lot of fighters right now that question mark over the careers. You know what I mean? I'm definitely looking at where they're even seeing my, my eyes lay up like a little rock eyebrow or whatever. It's like, okay, let's see what you're going to really do uh, five years from now where your career's at. And a lot of these guys that we're seeing is great. I don't see them around five years from now. I don't see them on top of the game, on top of the sport. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. People need to pump the brakes, like you said, and that's one of the reasons why I had an issue with some of these guys in the first place was because people just get the train rolling without checking the brakes. And, you know, um, this ain't no fucking – this ain't no uh, movie speed where you you going at a certain rate with no brakes coming on, man. I mean, people need to chill out with that shit, man. People just and people like to get hyped up so quick, man. It, it is what it is. It's boxing. We know how this goes. So at the end of the day, the truth comes out in that ring, and it happened last night. Like you said, the man was looking up at the stars. I'm pretty sure Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez woke up with a major headache last night. But were you surprised at all on the outcome of that fight, Janelle? Um, um, I said before, a long time ago on the other show, that the guy has no head movement, and he saw that he was getting him. So yes, he has crisp combinations, but that alone is not great. I mean, he, I, I mean, he does get hit. He does get hit, and eventually you, you know what I'm saying, you find a guy who can bang as well. And like you say, don't hook with a hooker. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, don't hook with a hooker, and don't pull back with your hands down with a hooker. And uh, right, right. He's known for doing both, actually. You know what I mean, and he and and he got caught. He, he got caught cold. And again, boxing, what any combat sport is like, one fight could be the down, could be the end of your career, unless you got that you know, that that it factor where you can bounce back. It's like Vargas never the same after Tito fight. He was never the same again. I can name plenty of fighters who was a uh, Major Taylor Chavez in the first fight. He was never the same fighter again. And, and I can name plenty uh, Triple G and uh, and Kell Brook. Kell Brook is, is never going to be the same fighter again. Yeah, they can name uh, plenty of fighters who was just gone in just one fight. That's all it really needs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's see what kind of um, 
if this guy can really bounce back from something. But I was surprised. I can't really say I, I was surprised. Like I said, the guy has no head movement. He's always – he throws combinations, and his head is still there. His head is still there to play. I don't care how good your chin is. Eventually, you're going to take too many shots, and then, you know what I mean, then boom. And, and this is why I would criticize guys like Mayweather, guys like Puno Whitaker and a Willie Peps, um, who could avoid getting hit. You know, so you don't want to, you know what I'm saying, it's like everybody talk about the, um, the um, uh, Mickey Ward Gotti trilogies. It's like, is that really a fight that you want to be in? Any Anybody in the small court, do y'all really want to be in that kind of a match where you take that kind of fucking punishment and you wake up next morning not knowing where you're there at? It's like, I mean, that's not a, I, I mean, it's all exciting. Right. When your career's over, all those fans who was cheering and clamoring for you, my God, oh, 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 oh where are those guys? I, mean, I once read a story where a guy got left with brain damage and his wife, had to literally clean his backside for him at times. It's like, is that what you really want to go through when your career is over? So, like, uh, hey, me, yeah. plus, I don't criticize guys like Puno Whitaker and Rigandow and, and Mayweather who could avoid getting hit. You know what I'm saying? Boxing is a brutal sport, man. And now you're hearing how Conor McGregor might have brain trauma after the Floyd Mayweather fight, a guy who they said uh, can't punch, who has brutal hands. It's like, hey, I don't criticize guys that can avoid getting hit. There's nothing wrong with it, my no, I I feel it, man. You know, uh, shout out to fighters who end up suffering uh, traumatic injuries from the sport that we love, man. You know, Pritchard Cologne, for example. You know, uh, you know, was a world class athlete, and and now he can barely move his hands, and you know, is uh, a paraplegic at the time. You know, it's it's sad, man. You know, this is a brutal sport. This is an ugly sport. This is a mean sport. This is a hurt business. This shit ain't for the lighthearted. It really ain't. So, yeah, I'm with you. I never criticize a fighter when they're more so defensively than offensively. Yeah, you hear the boos and the crowd and all that type of shit. But at the end of the day, like I said, that's magic, man. That's magic. That's really magic, man. That's the art of boxing. Boxing, hit and don't get hit. I don't criticize that kind of shit. I actually, I actually get excited by seeing guys and just making guys look fools who stand right in front of you and throw punches and they're missing every single shot and then they spring back a shot before you know it and you're getting tagged up. You don't know where them shots are coming from. That's boxing. I have no. I don't criticize guys like that. I don't criticize the Mayors and the Rigandiles and the Mayweathers. I don't criticize them. I really don't. It's the name of the game, man. It's the only name the of the game. Only the fans are the ones that criticize those guys. The guys that know shit about boxing. <laughs> like Uncle Roger says, they don't know shit about boxing. But yo, uh, Willa, let's uh, let's 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 look at another. Let's go to the next caller. I know they've been waiting for a minute. Let's see if they got anything to add on this one right here. My man, Will, are you there, my man? Well, I don't know what Will is doing right now, but uh, I know we had a, a caller from the 707, uh, and he want to talk about my phone being a Boost Mobile. He might be on that Boost Mobile Houston Text type shit, so it is what it is. But, um, you know, with this fight coming up here, big preview that we wanted to get down, supremacy fight. Oscar De La Hoya has been calling it the big fight the real fight in boxing, and it probably is the real fight in boxing, honestly. Um, I never thought too highly of, of Gennady Golovkin, but at the same time, we're going to find out what's really good and what's really not, and I, I wouldn't be surprised at what goes down. Um, if we want to go to predictions of this fight right now, honestly, I don't see Gennady Golovkin making it the distance against Canelo Alvarez, which is really, it's it's really unfortunate, you know what I mean? Um so, uh, 
It's all good, man. Um, <clears throat> uh, I feel like 707 is gone right now, but uh, that's, all, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, I, I feel like if I had to put my balls on the line right now, I'm looking at Canelo Alvarez finishing off what Daniel Jacobs did to that body because he does really good body work. Ask Liam Smith about that. And I really see it going to the later rounds and Gennady Golovkin getting stopped for doing what is the wrong thing in boxing to do, which is going Mexican style, trying to please the crowd, going forward and getting put down. He either going on his face or his back. I think he's going to go down on his knees. I think it's going to be body work that's going to finish Gennady Golovkin in about nine to ten rounds, maybe 11. I'll go with 11. I don't want to beat, don't beat around the bush. I'll say 11 rounds, Canelo Alvarez stops him. Willa, let's hear your prediction. We've been holding back on it. Let's see what it is. Oh, most definitely. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and keep it 100. You know, you say you don't hook with the hooker. Uh, Janelle said you don't hook with the hooker and pull back or something like that. You also don't fight Mexican style against a real Mexican when you're not Mexican. And I see this backfiring like you said. The meat has been tenderized. The ribs have been tenderized. And I see this lasting about I've seen a stoppage, a meal a quit similar to Kovala in the eighth. That's what I'm calling. I'm calling Canelo with the KO in the eighth. TKO. He's not going to want it anymore. Ooh. It's going to be easy work. The meat has been tenderized. And uh, there it is. I got I got 11. Will has got eight. Janelle, you still on the line. What's your prediction for this fight? How do you see it ending up, my man? Hold on. Let me get Janelle on here. There we go. I'm curious. Janelle. I'm curious to know. Predictions for this fight. Janelle, how do you see this one ending up? Well, it sounds like he's well, busy watching the Cowboys-Giants game right now. I heard it on in the yeah, background. We've got, I, uh, I think we've got another guy. Let's see if 713. Okay, let's check it out. 713. What's hey, yeah, what's up? Hey, man. Heard. What's up, man? What are we talking about, man? I just tuned in about a minute ago. Triple G oh, Canelo. Guy, he tuned in a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> triple G Canelo. Yeah, I, got, I don't those? know, man. I think I got Triple G, man. Triple G. I think uh, Triple G's going to pull it out. And you are Mexican, correct? Yeah, yeah, man. But I don't know, man. I think I think Triple G might get, oh. might get this one, man. Hey, I'm just Damn. calling it, man. I'm looking at it the way, you know, anybody would. I'm like, hey, man. I got to call it how I see it. How do you see the fight finishing? You think Triple G is going to stop him, or you think maybe take him to the cards and and uh, convince everybody that he got this one? I think he's going to go the distance, but uh, I think he's going to pull it out. I don't see uh, right. I don't see okay. uh, Canelo really doing too much damage, man. I mean, I mean he could, but uh, I just think Triple G is going to pull it out this time. I feel you, man. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And you know, you're you're uh, a Mexican also, and you're doubting the the Mexican hype of Canelo. So I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at that at all. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, uh, you know, if, if this was the fight that happened a year ago or so, I'd probably be rocking with you on that one. Um, but Golovkin, 
an injured old man at this time. That's how I see it. So um, it is what it is. But, Will, I think we got a caller from the 707 who might have a problem with some of the comments that we made about Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Um, if you see the 707, let's go to JC and see what's going on. Hey, what's going on? You guys hear me? Loud and clear, my brother. What's good? Okay, good. Man, I was getting kind of tired of hearing all this blasphemy coming out of your guys' mouths, man. It's just bad. It's, I, I just can't believe. I don't even know where to start. It's just so much craziness going on in this show right now. Uh, I know Janelle might not be on, but let me ask you guys this right here. Um, what do you, where do you guys rate Alexis Arguello and as far as uh, boxing greats of all time? I mean, where are you going with this? Like, I feel like you're you're pulling a string out for us right now. Like, uh, this is an old tactic of Seattle sign where you're kind of putting a string out for us to see where how far we're reaching. So, where are you going with this one, man? Well, well, that that goes to show on on has a, cause we, because there's a lot of similarities that came down with Chocolatito and his mentor Alexis Arguello, and. Uh, Alexis Arguello is a Hall of Famer. Chocolatito is a Hall of Fame boxer. Fucking uh, uh, your boy, uh, the Puerto Rican dude who who moved up in weight and he can't fight no more, Danny Garcia. That dude is not a Hall of Famer. And for you guys to say that Chocolatito is, you know, a, you know, one notch above Adrian Boner is just that's blasphemy. That's boxing blasphemy. I didn't say. And I, I wanted to say one notch. First of all, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, hold on. That's that what. You don't. You didn't hear me. I in. I emphatically went against what what uh, what uh, RC was saying to please guys like you. Chocolatito is elite. I mean, I said Chocolatito was elite. Like what? I mean, so what? What kind of blasphemy? I said he's elite. Does he have a Hall of Fame career? Yes. I said he paid his dues. I, I mean, I agree with what you said. I just said he's not. He couldn't go up and up. His skills aren't. He doesn't have the good enough skills that he can go up and wait and, and fight guys that punch harder and, and, and can take his punches. But when he was down there, he had a Hall of Fame career down there, but now he can't do it anymore. And you've got to agree, we just saw Manny Pac, uh, Baby Pacquiao beat his ass twice, two times in a well, row. Where does that put Soren Visai? Nowhere. So that's the that that's 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 yet to be determined because he had a, a really big size advantage. There's a lot of different things that went into that fight, with Chocolatito not having Chocolate with him no more, which is his dad. So he didn't have him with him. He changed it up, changed the trainer. He changed a lot of things, and his uh, I think it was a lot of psychological things uh, with him losing a fight, which he never lost because he's always fought good fighters. And if you guys recall, he he beat. El Gallito Estrada, who fought on the undercard, he beat him. He was actually one of the top fighters also. So to to say that um, it's just because his skills weren't there, you got to realize Chocolatito is a small dude, uh, the Thai, Thailand headbutting champ. That dude is a lot bigger <laughs> and taller and stronger than him, you know? Right. And, so that's, and that's the thing. Like, that's when skills come to play. So at one point, at some point, your power doesn't get you where uh, where uh, where it needs to be unless you got that unless you you got power like that. But at some point, when you're rising up, rising up, rising up, eventually to be an all-time great, 
I mean, Chacotito is a Hall of Famer. I would I say he might have a Hall of Fame career, but it's barely. But to be an all-time great, you've got to have skills. You've got to be able to move your head. And I'm not saying he doesn't have skills, but his skills aren't elite. His skills weren't elite enough to beat a guy that probably that isn't a top ten fighter in the uh, pound for pound fighter in the world. So he's no longer pound for pound, and he might. I mean, he was for a second, but not really. So no, I'm not. I agree with what you're saying. I think you're just showing a little bit too much love for a guy who couldn't go up and wait and and have any skills. All he could do is punch hard and fast. He skillfully well, does he, that, he, but he, he can't move his head. He tried to go up too fast and wait is the other thing, too. And I was actually yeah. looking at a Memo, Memo Heredia. He was talking about how he was going to hook him up. He should have went to him so he can go up and wait properly. And he was trying to go too fast because how Chocolatito fights is, like, he didn't throw, like, barely any uppercuts that fight. And his fight style was pressure. And he had enough power in the lower weights to actually not let people work. And his footwork – his cutting off the ring was just excellent, and he would just pressure. He was always there, right in front of you, throwing combinations. And his power didn't affect dudes, like, by one-punch power. It was just accumulation because the dude would just be in there, right in your face, and keep on punching you consistently. And that's, that's where a lot of his KOs came from because he has a lot of – he has over – he's like 40-some fights. So it, I think back to my initial question – is where do you where, where how about you Willow? where do you rate Alexis Arguello? Like as an all time great? Yeah, yeah, like, like all time. I mean, I don't. I just say I, I don't. Nobody that's really came. You know, he's a, a Hall of Famer, like you said, and I mean, I really don't rate him. That's not a guy that's like in my top ten or my top twenty. Maybe if I thought about it, maybe if he would be Ooh. in my top <laughs> thirty to fifty, maybe. But just that that's just to but, me. And also, you know, it's a little dude. He he fought he fought Boom Boom Mancini. Did did you ever look back go back and look at those fights? Those are awesome fights. And him moving up just like Chocolatito was his downfall. He just wasn't big enough. He was looking for that bigger fight. And if Chocolatito would have stayed at lower weights or took a more gradual Andre Ward style of just taking a bunch of weaker opponents to get used to the weight, maybe we would have been talking about something different right now. But he did take a weak opponent. But he did take a weak opponent. That's the whole point. And the fight before, I think it was a weak opponent. I don't know if it was the same weight. But, he, you know, like, what are we talking about? This guy, Sora, Vise, whatever, he's not the real deal. He just got knocked out. He got beat twice by a guy that ain't the real deal. So you can't, you can say, uh, like Ward did, Ward was fighting guys that were actually fighting. You know what I'm saying? So he so tried to do that. He just got knocked out by the guy, and he couldn't do it because he can't move his head. The guy who he just fought before that in super flyweight, the same weight, was uh, Carlos Cuadras. And you know, just, just, just on a side note, y'all just butchered everyone's name on that fight card earlier. It was uh, El Gallito Estrada, Carlos Cuadras. <laughs> yeah, well, you did, but I don't know. But, yeah, the guy he just fought was, was Cuadras. That's not a weak opponent. That's, like, a legit contender. And he was on the way. He was supposed to be one of the big dudes in that weight. Allegedly. Class. Allegedly. <laughs> did he well, win well, his night? fight was controversial. That was controversial. Some people had him winning. 
some people had him losing. I had him losing. But the guy he fought against, Estrada, As he's also a top level. Yeah, he's also a top level uh, fighter. So you, you got to throw that. They weren't. These guys aren't bums fighting each other. It's just because a lot of people don't look at them and they don't see them and they don't follow the, the lower weight is that, you, you know, you think it's not that big of a – guys aren't that big of a deal. So, you know, you got to give credit when credit is I saw due. no elite and skills last I, night. Like, no disrespect to any of those guys, but I saw nothing that was elite out there. Did you? So you didn't think uh, Estrada was a top-level fighter? Top-level fighter? In his yes, weight class. Those guys, yes. He gave those guys that he's fighting a, a, a tough time, yes. But that doesn't mean uh, – did you see elite skills? See, you're asking a question with a question. Did you see elite skills mm-hmm. last night? So Estrada was elite to you. The Asian guy was the elite, the monster. He looked good. Like, I'm not hating on these guys, but they're not elite. And and uh, whatever, baby Pacquiao is not elite, and your boy just went to sleep from a guy that wasn't elite. So don't compare him to um, to Ward, who has no losses. All right? Don't disrespect Ward. You said somebody was doing disrespecting. <laughs> you came in here disrespecting Ward. Comparing him to Chocolatito, I said Chocolatito should have well, did well, what he did. Tried to, he went to sleep. It wasn't, it wasn't a shot. It was just, it was when Ward took his time. There was criticism behind that. That's what I was saying. That he could have taken that route, but he didn't want to take the criticism and also the payday that the bigger fighters get. I didn't say there's anything wrong with that, but I was just saying that was another option that he could have done is fought lesser fighters. Been smart. And then, well, yeah, it it just depends on what the risk he wanted but to what take I'm saying, this and how he wanted to do fighter. it. But that's the thing. This well, was a lesser well, we fighter. He didn't go into this. Get, he didn't go into that first fight thinking that he was about to get that work. He was. This was in front of well, his uh, in Madison Square Garden. It's supposed to be another showcase for him. Did you have him? Well, how'd you have the first fight? Did you have Chocolatito winning or uh, Mister Headbutting Champion of the losing. World win? I had baby Pacquiao winning. And I said then, if they fight again, it was going to be easy work. I said it then. Chagatito, he can't handle him. He's too small. And he, his skills, he doesn't have elite skills. To move up, you have to have elite skills, and he's not that. And the guy he beat doesn't have elite skills. None of those guys last night have elite skills. So there's no disrespect to anybody. Um, but, you know. Well, how about let's break down from elite to top-level skills? Because I, I I put those guys that fought last night, Estrada is a top-level fighter. He has, he has a very good skill set. He's, let's say, uh, more than above average of the average he fighter. He does. They and, all did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of those guys had – they were good. Hey, they were good boxing. It was good boxing. Oh, what's up, what's up Roy? No, I was saying you're talking about um, above average, so we're talking about an A minus level fighter, correct? Well, yeah, A minus A. It depends on how how you want to tier things, you know, because there's, there's a very <laughs> no, don't 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 throw them in the B plus. It's... <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that might be. I think bad. that might be president. I think that might be president. You took a cheap shot at Danny Garcia too, but. Uh, yeah, there's a reason. Hey, I came on here and said Danny Garcia ain't the goods when it's talking about the cream of the crop, but 
my man still got W's over guys he wasn't supposed to beat. So, Chuckle, hey, so that has first nothing fight, to do with anything. I'm just saying, first fight, Danny Gar- or first fight that he had with Soren Visai, for whatever reason, the, the, the reasoning behind the controversy, I kind of see where it's coming from. But at the same time, man's got put down and couldn't finish the job. And when you're supposed to be the number one fighter in the world and you have a tough time with this, this little this little egg roll eating dude, like, come on now, man. You can't leave doubt. And he left doubt in that first fight, and that's why he lost. You can't leave doubt. No doubt at all. And then when the second fight happened, he was obviously aware of anything that he had to offer, and he wasn't worried about none of it, man. Because, yes, Chocolatito put some hard shots on him that first fight. But he didn't he, – he stunned him a few times, but, but he couldn't finish the job. And you, you just can't leave doubt in a fight like this, and that's why it happened where he was the first guy coming out when it came to entrances. And, and what happened yesterday was just the proof in the pudding. Yeah, the, uh, I had Chocolatito winning that fight, the first one. So I, I, I think that's where it, it goes a little different because it's combination. And I think people and judges got swayed by the cuts and the blood because there was a lot of, lot of blood and there were some nasty-looking cuts. Yeah, yeah, he was a mess. And when people see that, they're not looking at all these combinations, these uppercuts that he was, uh, uh, what was that, forklifts? There were some forklifts in there. So <laughs> yeah. he was putting in a lot of work. I, I, think, I think the big test, well, you guys can see it, is the next fight. I know I don't know if it will be on your guys' radar or not, is uh, the head-butting Muay Thai champ of the world is going to fight against El Gallito Estrada. He's his mandatory for his next fight. So that's going to show if if this, this headbutting dude is the biz. You know, it, it, he's the truth. If it was a fluke, if he was just a larger man, or if he can really, you know, he found another level, he found another gear where he can fight. And the real test between all, all both of those, though, is Naona Inui, because that dude, he looks like he looks like trouble for everyone in that division. He He would have probably earlier been a bigger thing, but he was laid off for like a year, year and a half, something like that. Cause he had a, he fractured his hand, I think, or he had some kind of fracture and he was out for a while and it kind of stunned his, his career, his growth, his progress. But the flyweight division is exciting right now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. There's a lot of good fights. There's some really good fighters right now and they're exciting. So that'll be the true test to see if, uh, this uh, headbutting dude is is really the truth, or if Chocolatito just moved up too far and it was more of a physical thing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I see you. I see you. Just a, a little quick one. I thought that the headbutting champion of boxing was Sean Porter, but well, it, it goes both <laughs> ways. We can find some other guys, so it, it's all good. Um, I know Willa don't really get excited too much to, to echo a sentiment of him saying that he don't get excited for fighters that, that weigh the same amount or less than his wife or something like that. So I know that's why he feels <laughs> a certain way about flyweights and all that fly shit. But, um, you know, since we're talking about headbutts and unnecessary type things, yo, we got to go before we finish this show talking about what happened last night at the Las Vegas Strip with a guy who is definitely – Probably got a bigger head case than Amir Khan. Adrian Broner, AB, assault and battery. 
shoved a woman violently yesterday and knocked out a random man on a strip that I probably wish I was. That way I could get some of that billions that he's all about. Adrian Broner, a guy who came up the right way as far as being brought up the right way, not saying he came up the right way, being brought up the right way, and really just the wheels have been falling off one by one. Each is getting flat. The the nuts are getting loosened, and the screws are getting loosened on top of his head so much so where you have CTE talking football, but when it comes to boxing, you, you really see Adrian Broner just falling apart right now, completely falling apart. I don't know what happens after this, but, you know, nowadays everybody's got these devices that have better camera lenses than actual photographers have going and take some pictures of mountains and shit like that. Adrian Broner yesterday was caught on camera, acting a fool, punching a random man and knocking him out. And some people like to say funny stuff that there was two people in that area which he knocked out, but he decided to knock out the smaller guy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure y'all know who I'm talking about. But Adrian Broner, man, I don't know what's going on with this guy. But I know that he's in a bad place right now, and he's definitely – I mean, the guy's already facing charges in Las Vegas for, you know, assaulting a a, a hostess, a, a waitress and whatnot, that he was refusing to play, refusing to pay like Donald Trump's refusing to pay his taxes. He's talking about getting in blood money. A guy who's a little bit too much street for his own damn good. Willa, I know you had to see this with the TMZ news that was coming up, and Adrian Broner is just looking an absolute mess right now. What's going on with what's going on with money, my man? Man, I just want everybody to um, just to bow your head and let's uh, let's send our prayers. We want to ask the Lord what is going on with our man AB. Why would he just punch a random man in the face? When he's got so much to lose, why is he pushing women, acting very feminine on screen, pushing women? And it's like, Lord, we want to know why man. our man AB is doing this crazy stuff. You know, we don't know what's going on with them, Lord, but we want our man AB to get better and stop acting like a little fucking kid. Excuse my language, Lord, but, you know, we ask these things from you. You know, that's how I feel, man. Um, I want to it's say a quick prayer for, for AB because something is going on with this guy. He, uh, you know, he's he walks and just punches a guy in the face, like little dude, uh, little, you know, smaller. I don't know what's going on. He's raging outside. I'm sure what we're probably seeing has to do with the alcohol. And hopefully he can get, you know, allegedly, and hopefully he can get that under control, man. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and take a lot of shots at him uh, because I do want to see this young man make it. He has made it. but I, So I just want to see him to stay there. You know, he has done uh, the impossible. He has turned his life uh, into something. And, uh, you know, hopefully he gets the help that that's definitely needed, uh, as we can see. And uh, and he can get his life together, man. So, you know, I'm not going to jump on the man today um, because I do want to see him do good. So, A.B., man, if you can hear me, get some help, dog. He's a guy that, man, it feels like it's a never-ending story with this guy. He's always in trouble, 
always doing something the wrong way. I feel like he's definitely made changes in his life moving out from Cincinnati, but he moved to Miami. He, he does one thing right and does two or three things wrong, you know, and it's just this is a bad situation, man. I hate to see Adrian Broner going through. So I'd hate to see anybody going through. So I'd hate to see Canelo Alvarez going through anything like this, similar situation. Feel bad for the guy, man. You know, um, anybody that's out there with a public stature, you just don't do things like this, man. You know, for whatever reason, he was wilding out and just in a bad place, sleeping this guy with a mean shot. Like, shit, man, you need to save those hooks for inside the ropes instead of outside. Um Adrian Bronner, unfortunately, has made headlines this week for all the wrong reasons yet again, and he continues to be on social media talking about making change and doing things the right way. But, you know, uh, I I really don't know, man. Um, It's a bad, bad situation right here, man, and I really hope that Adrian Bronner gets it together. If it was a fighter I did not like, I would hope that they get the situation together because – Something like that just shouldn't happen, you know. Um, oh, who knows how that guy was 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 doing his thing? He might have just been on, just chilling, having a good time in Vegas, not even knowing that there's Adrian Broner right across from him, a former four-time champion in four different weight classes. And next thing you know, you're looking up at the lights like Roman Gonzalez. So it's just all bad, man. I I seen that yesterday or this morning actually, and it was really cringeworthy. Um, uh, yet again, Adrian Broner is in the headlines for all the wrong reasons, and I just want to give him a shout-out. Hopefully everything is going to get better, as we mentioned before with this guy. Hopefully he could channel these demons that he has and really figure out what's going on in life, man. The man's got six children, um, needs to go about business the right way, but shit, man, it's uh, sometimes when you get out there in some of those situations, Nothing good happens on the late nights, wherever you are, let alone in Las Vegas, that fucking dump. I don't like Las Vegas. A lot of people like Las Vegas. Me, I look at Las Vegas like a fucking melting pot. I really don't care much for it. I really don't. Las Vegas is somewhere, it's super overhyped to me, overrated. You have your fun that you have out there, and that's about it. But it's nothing to me that is more like, you know, they don't bring me out there. Went out there for Cinco de Mayo, Canelo and uh, Chavez Jr., but for the most part, really reluctant at first. I'd rather go somewhere else than Vegas. Vegas ain't the spot for me. I, I, I just don't feel like it. Too much walking, for one. They need to have indoor Ubers, so I don't feel like it's the spot. But for a guy like Adrian Broner, the last place he needs to be is in Las Vegas. And if to me, it seems like... When he gets paid, he's always out wild and acting a fool. But before his fights happen, before the paychecks come in, he's at home chilling, being a good family man like he should be. And people talk about, you know, having um, personality issues or, 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 or just having some sort of issues upstairs. Charlemagne shot him with that. And... Adrian Bronner just don't see it. If you have a guy like Floyd Mayweather, that Floyd has probably been closer to Adrian Bronner than probably every other fighter in the game. If you have that guy 
is not only a role model but a person that could teach you life lessons and you're still not listening, he's got a thick head, man. He's got a thick skull. And, you know, I don't know where Adrian Broner comes from here because he's got away with a lot of situations before, you know, beating up a guy and taking money back that he lost in a bet, bowling and stuff like that. And that's just one. You know, he's been in a lot of fucking crazy situations. But my man just ain't learning. He just ain't learning, man. 26 years of age, you figure it's about time to, you know, get shit straight. But I just hope Adrian Bronner figures it out because the way he's going right now, shit, before this happened, you could still say the way he's going right now would be in doubt. But after that, that whole ordeal last night, you know, he just, look, I've brushed myself away from people at times, but the way he shoved this woman yesterday was just, come on, A.B., come on, man. You can't be doing shit like that, man. Nowadays, you can't hide none of that shit neither. Like, I really do hope he gets it together, though, because that shit was just ugly yesterday, and TMZ's all over it. They're all over it. That shit ain't slipping through. No cracks, man. No, definitely. Yeah, they're on it. Hey, that's because they're paying boys. Everybody's got their camera out these days, so got to be smarter than that. People got to learn. Everything's getting recorded. Everything. So, But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to cover the, the whole deal that happened. Fighters that we butchered names for. It's going to happen. You know, when you got guys like Nganwe against Nivez and Sora Visa, um, I challenge anybody who doesn't know anything about boxing to to look at these names and, and to get them right. But we try our best, so it's all good. Upcoming on HBO, September 23rd, you got Jorge Linares against Luke Campbell. So sorry for HBO. They had so much of the big stars, and they were the big ship when it came to boxing, but a lot of people were somewhat saying HBO boxing might be dead. Chocolatito got knocked out. Pacquiao no longer fights there. Kovalev got exposed, explo- exposed twice. Triple G about to get exposed. Bad business for HBO. Luckily for them, they got Bud Crawford. We'll see how Lomachenko handles Rigondeaux, if he can. But this is the big preview that we had going on, talking about the supremacy fight, talking about the former number one pound-for-pound rated fighter in the world. Exciting fight, all that good stuff coming up. Any final thoughts that you have, Willa, before we cut up out of here? No, sir. I'm looking looking forward to having another great weekend of boxing, chilling, a shout-out to my boy, Earn earlier. We'll be hooking up. Um, I'll be talking a lot of noise to him since he's made his official pick against the Mexican. But it should be a great weekend of fighting. Uh, you know, if if I feel like it, I might go to the to the movie theater and uh, do some interviews and see how the Canelo fans feel after this uh, magnificent win. So we'll see how it goes, man. Shout-out to everybody. Uh, hold it down out there in Florida and the, uh, the, the Caribbean. Uh Shout out to everybody in Houston. Y'all keep it up. Y'all hold it down too, man. That's it. There it is. Willa going to be making a trip to the barrio and get the people's perspective of what's going on. 
Now, just to let people know, next weekend we will be covering the wrap-up of what's going on. And we got a special guest coming on the show next week. Yeah, we used to do interviews from time to time on the other show. And now we're just expanding to our own thing. But I got a a heavyweight coming on next week. We're going to talk a little bit about that with his fight coming up November 4th. And see what's going on. Hopefully everything comes out the right way. Hopefully there's no controversy left over in this fight coming up this weekend. And hopefully everything comes out the right way. And we will be back, man. Outside of the Boxing Podcast, we are consistently bringing you guys what's really going on. I know we had um, two sides of the fence, but that's boxing talk when it comes down to how everybody's feeling, how we feel. Hey, it's all good, man. And we all family at the end of the day. And as Willis says, shout out to everybody in the Caribbean, everybody that's been affected by the hurricanes, earthquakes, hurricanes, three of them coming around. And I, I really do hope that we all just can unite and, and get everything good, man, because at the end of the day, we all we got. So, and that goes for all the listeners that we have and the fans in boxing in general. We all we got, and we got to do better. Let's try and do better than we were yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking from Central California, 2015 reigning podcast correspondent, rookie of the year, tag team champion with my man from Houston, Texas, from San Cal all the way to the southern part. It's all good, man. So everybody just be good. We will be back to you sooner rather than later, and we'll talk to you all, man. So everybody, outside of the Boxing Podcast, we out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.